Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg with Power Systems Design. We've covered wideband gap semiconductors rather extensively and all their advantages and efficiencies over legacy technologies. This is even more critical when we're discussing electric vehicles, the future of transportation, and especially with regards to silicon carbide. On the line to discuss that is On Semiconductor's VP of Power Solutions, Simon Keaton. So, Simon, thanks for joining us. And why is silicon carbide so critical for EVs versus gas-powered vehicles? Hi, Jason, and just thank you uh, again for, for having me. Uh, look forward to our conversation and, and talking about silicon carbide. So let's jump uh, right on into it. So we're seeing a massive market change from combustion engine to electric vehicle. And when that happens, it's really driven by consumer demand for range. And the, the number one uh, prohibitor of adoption of electric vehicles, as you well know, is range anxiety. And so when it comes down to the power electronics that are able to drive extended range, you need the best that you can possibly get. And that's where silicon carbide comes in. So those wide band gap properties of silicon carbide make it particularly good for a harsh environment like a vehicle where it's high temperature, uh, high uh, switching frequencies, and driving for the best efficiency possible. And that's what you get with silicon carbide. And that's why you see a massive adoption as we move into the electrified vehicle, and it's happening very, very quickly. Right. Now, why is silicon carbide so superior to silicon, especially with regards to EVs? Certainly. It, it is a wide band gap material. So those inherent material properties make silicon carbide much better when it comes to thermal management as well as switching performance. And in particular, in electro electrical vehicles, that thermal management is a key critical piece. You also get a better switching efficiency. So it's all about reducing the thermal resistance, uh, reducing the resistance in the on-channel in the device, and silicon carbide is superior to silicon. It's a relatively new material when it comes to power electronics. It's been around for a while but the adoption has come fast and furious because of this rapid growth of EVs. And so silicon carbide is at the forefront of a new material technology that's going to see widespread adoption in electric vehicles. Okay, now in your pitch, you, you mentioned the complex layering of different technologies needed to make the most sustainable EVs possible. Could you elaborate a bit on that? Sure. If you take a look at what has to happen in electric vehicles, it really boils down to battery technology, charging infrastructure, and materials. And if we start with battery technology, it's really improving the performance and the lifespan of batteries is critical. And batteries are the most costly portion of the electric vehicle, and people want to reduce the size of those batteries, reduce the footprint of those batteries, and extend the range where possible using smaller batteries. And so you need to complement that battery performance with the switching performance of silicon carbide and get the most efficiency out of that battery. So wherever possible, OEMs, the car manufacturers, want to reduce the size of those batteries yet still increase the range of the car. And to do so, marrying the battery technology and the ability of silicon carbide from a switching infrastructure perspective inside the vehicle is key. So that's in the vehicle. Then let's move to outside the vehicle. There needs to be a widespread adoption of EVs, and to get that, a charging infrastructure is needed. Obviously, there's gas stations everywhere. 
But now people want the same, but with EV charging, and they want to have it rapidly. And so that means an increasing power level for charging to get that fast charge that people are used to. They're used to go to the gas station and pump gas for a couple of minutes, and then they're off and on their way. For electric vehicles, it needs to drive to that same amount of time, and the only way that you can do that is with fast charging and, and a very high power solution. So you need to do it rapidly, you need to do it smart, and you need to do it with an optimized energy usage. So there's a massive charging infrastructure that needs to be put in place. And the, probably the, the last thing of these lightweight materials. And so, again, to extend the range of that electric vehicle, you need to reduce the weight as much as possible so you can propel that vehicle further. And to do that, again, reduce the size of those batteries, increase the efficiency of those traction inverters by using silicon carbide, and get the maximum return on that energy efficiency and reduce that environment impact. Right. Now, you mentioned a widespread adoption. Now, we've discussed this topic quite a bit, but I don't think we've ever arrived at a satisfactory answer. What does the U.S. need to do as a nation to promote silicon carbide? Well, I think there's several steps that, that need to happen. Um, certainly from a materials perspective, we're, we're really at the nascent stages of silicon carbide. So I think the U.S. government can certainly increase funding for R&D in silicon carbide technology, and that could take on, on many levels. It could be at the university level, uh, national laboratories, and obviously private companies that conduct research and, and development. Um, certainly standards uh, for emissions uh, would also drive forward the adoption um, providing a framework for design and testing and certification of silicon carbide-based products would also help the adoption. We talked about infrastructure just a few moments ago, an investment uh, by the government for support of infrastructure for silicon carbide manufacturing uh, would also drive adoption. And then you take it one step further, silicon carbide adoption is going to happen and increase over the next decade. So a promotion of education and training in the technology, uh, providing scholarships and internships, workforce development, um, a skilled workforce is going to be necessary to support the growth of silicon carbide as an industry in the U.S. And I think that collaboration between companies like OnSemi, uh, the U.S. government, academia, the industry as a whole can help adopt this technology. That sounds good. Well, Simon, before I let you go, where does OnSemi fit into this silicon carbide revolution? So we're an active proponent, and we're really differentiated in our approach to silicon carbide with something we call vertical integration. So we actually grow our own silicon carbide bulls, then we manufacture the devices uh, on the wafers from those bulls, and then we also have the high-power packages that support those as well. So having that complete vertical integration allows us to guarantee the supply of the product, maintain the quality of the product, help drive R&D and investment and innovation into the product, all the way from the silicon carbide powder all the way to the power module. And this drives that energy-efficient, high-performance device that all these industries need. And OnSemi is at the vanguard of driving this revolution. Perfect. Well, thanks, Simon. I want to thank you for your time and to our audience. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.